Hey, how are you? It's Mary Bicknell. Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon, where every Monday you're going to get a little biz bite to start your week off right. And then every Wednesday, we're going to deep dive into all things personal growth, where my goal is to help you have an aha every single week. You know, this podcast is for you, for the woman who's the go-getter, who knows there's more inside. And you know what? You're ready to smash through that self-imposed glass ceiling so you can finally see what you're made of. Ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Biz Bites Monday. I'm so psyched out of my mind because I have a super special guest that I could just talk for days. And I have, frankly, I've talked to her for days because she and I go way back. I was trying to think, Chris, how long we've known each other. And I want to say uh, lifetimes, but definitely like at least maybe six years or something crazy. Oh my God. It's so awesome. So this is one of my dearest, closest friends. And she's also one of the most brilliant women that I have the honor to have in my life. So I'm going to introduce her. We're going to talk for our 10 minutes. She's going to give you some bites, right? And then stick around. The conversation is going to go long. We're going to, we're going to talk about all the things that you want to know. So Chris is, she brings together both art and science of human design. I even get chills at that. Um, She's a certified human design business consultant, certified human design profit potential coach, and certified human design instructor. So hello, I said instructor. So she teaches this. She's been studying and working as a human design consultant for nine years. Has it been that long? I didn't know that. Working with Gene Keys as a guide, both personally and professionally for three years. Of course, she also is a writer. So she has a book, you guys. Check it out. She's an abstract artist. Um, For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you can see her beautiful artwork in the back. She's a psychic and a healer. And she's combined her 25 years of experience as a business consultant and a therapist and helps her really laser right to the root of the problem and really give her um, clients those practical solutions. She's also a TEDx speaker. So pay attention. And are you ready for this? A TEDx coach. So her book is entitled Life Well Spoken, Free Your Inner Voice and Prosper. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, well, everything that we can possibly squeeze in in a half hour, 45 minutes. But in this first 10 minutes, Chris, let's jump right in. Um, and like, I just really want to just be like, talk, Chris, because Chris could just talk about everything. And I just want to listen just as much as I want you all to listen. So tell me the first thought that you had about us having this conversation today. Yeah, the very first, thank you, first of all, for having me. I just, I adore you. And I just love any time we get to, to just sit down and kid it. So this yeah. is super awesome for me too. Okay. So the very first thought I had, and I was thinking about bold and bold moves and what you do and everything that you do with your clients. And I was thinking about what is the boldest thing that we can do in our life and in our business, in our relationships, in our bodies, and that is to be ourselves. So you and I, we go way back. We've been in lots of different coaching programs. We've tried it all, pretty right. much everything. And we tried, yep. there's probably something we haven't tried. Is it probably S&M or something? We probably haven't tried that. <laughs> scary shit. We haven't tried the scary shit yet. We yeah. haven't tried that stuff, but we have tried everything. And one of the things that you and I both have talked about, and I talk about with my clients all the time, is that to be us to express ourselves, our unique genius, what we have to share. That is often like the easiest thing and the scariest thing to do at the same time. Right. And how many programs have you and I joined? I know I'll speak for myself. How many times have I just joined something where the, the coach was like, just do this the way I did it and it'll work. And there are certain strategies where that absolutely works. Like there's really, there are some core strategies. And I know you have some core strategies, Mary, that you tell people, it's like, do these things in the work. And what I do is I take those core strategies and I say, who are you as an energetic being? And how are you communicating in the world? What's your purpose? What's your design like? And how can you take those strategies and apply your own unique design to them so that you can be successful in them. So, yeah, yes. So true. So good. So give the, um, yes. And I agree with all of that, right? It's like the, I do have structures and at the end of the day, like 
I'm not responsible for you, right? And so right, this is part of it, like being yourself. It's like, here's some guidelines. And yet it's okay for you to say no, right? Because sometimes right. it just feels wrong. And we have to lean into that a little bit. We have to just like raise our hand about that. So for people who have never heard of human design before, what that really means, can you start out by just giving a quick synopsis of, of what that even, like what's the framework, right? Because we've heard about all kinds of different types of frameworks, how, you know, this is who you are, but can you give us a little overview on, on human design? Yeah, definitely. So human design is really a map of our energy. It shows us how we think, how we process things mentally, emotionally, physically, even spiritually. It shows us how we communicate. And the thing that I find so fascinating about this system is that most personality, and I use air quotes around personality systems, require you to answer a bunch of subjective questions that right. say, how are you most of the time? Right. And so, and then they're graded or, or it's all on this bell curve. And you say, well, the majority of people fall in this. So this is the type. And there's definitely some, you know, validity to those things. However, when we're looking at human design, we're looking at uh, an N of one. In other words, as many different people as have ever been on the planet or ever will be on the planet or are here now, that's how many different designs we have. Yeah. Now, there are certain things that we can um, speak about generally, you know, about the different types and about different strategies. But when it comes down to each individual person, no two are alike. And so even we have twins, twins will have the same design but they'll express it differently. And so you really do have very different people all across the planet. It's, uh, it's in a synthesis of a bunch of different systems, some esoteric ones, some scientific like genetics, quantum physics, astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's well, there was one more I can't remember. No, I think that's it. So we it's putting all of these things together and synthesizing all of them in one system. So it's extremely in depth. There's so much information out there and it can get really difficult to maneuver through all of it. And so one of my specialties is being able to show people what the science is, and then the art is really being able to practically apply it to your life and your business so that you're not having to study every single thing about design. You're just like, this is what I need to know. This is how I apply it. And here's, I'm off and running. So, and, and I think that that's so important to point out that it's comprehensive yes. and, you know, you've been, you've been a practitioner of this for years and are well studied, in fact, taught it. So, you know, I think that the, exactly what you're saying is a, a, a couple things. One is, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, what's the newest, greatest thing? Like to tell you how to live your life or be in business or do it this way or blah, 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 blah. And so for everybody listening, I really want you to, we'll give you all the um, contact information for Chris, because you know, you want to make sure that you have somebody that actually knows what they're talking about and is not just regurgitating some like, you yes. know, slide deck that they saw somewhere or whatever. So if you're looking for what she's saying, and it's it's rampant, you know, if, if you're looking for for um, a, this framework, to be able to understand yourself a little bit better and a different way to approach going around about your business and really being bold and brave enough to be your real self to yeah. acknowledge it. I think that's that moment because with a with design, you're able with the human design, you're able to get some insights to yourself. But here's the next piece, right? Now it's the application. Now it's the like allowing. Yes. And, and so can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think this is relevant to every, whether, you know, it's um, a seasoned business owner, a new business owner, a new marketer, a seasoned marketer, anybody who's trying to up level or evolve. I think that, you know, sometimes what happens, just what you said about um, when we're our real self, it's both the easiest thing and the most challenging thing. Why do you think we make it challenging? Yeah. I actually am just working on a podcast all about this because the, so I tell my clients all the time, our design does us not the other way around. So think about it like this. We're a hundred percent spirit in a hundred percent human form. 
not a spiritual being having a human experience. I think that devalues our human experience. I think it actually is sort of like, oh yeah, I'm in this meat suit for a while. And, but who I really am is spirit. And it's like, if that's your way of thinking, then you're probably struggling with the material world and how to live in the physical world because there's a de- there's an inherent or implicit devaluation of our yeah. human experience when we'd say that. At least that was in my my experience. Let's pause so, for just a second because yeah. that's good. Huh. That's good. And I've heard a lot of what you've said and I haven't heard you say that before. And and of course we all know who she's referring to, but that's okay. Um <laughs> Right. The original guru ish of some of us. Right. But I I think that really what you're saying, like I have goosebumps for that because that helped shift something for me. I just want to share. It's like, you're right. It's like when you say, you know, oh, we're just these spiritual beings. And, 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 you know, we, we, then we miss out on the, um, the sweetness and Mm -hmm. the bittersweetness at times, right. Of the actual human experience. And why would we want to eliminate that? Why would we want to shed that? Why would we not want to just like fully bathe in that? Especially, you know, if we know that, right. So in a sense, if you think you're a spiritual person or being, having a physical experience, a human experience, well, why wouldn't you want to delve in that? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. When you kind of push it away and you devalue what you said was devalue it. Yeah, that's profound. That was good. Yeah. I just because what happened. And so when we start to learn about our design, we learn that we're like, it's like a vehicle. Like my car, my vehicle is different than yours, Mary's, and it's different than anyone else's. There's mm-hmm. similar things that you and I share. We're both generator types. We both have certain aspects of our design that we share. You know, there's certain things about life and our humor and all of those things that we share. But what we're talking about is really the vehicle of expression. And when we start to fall in love with the vehicle of our expression, in other words, our human design, the spirit part's taken care of, you know, we don't really need to work on that. It's, It's the embodiment of it in the world because think about a vehicle. Like we're always like, oh, they got a better car than me. Or, oh, I wish I had that. Or, oh, they've got all those bells and whistles. I wish I had those bells. I'm going to try to have those things or whatever the case may be. And what happens is we spend so much time focusing on trying to have a different vehicle than the one we freaking have Yeah, that we're distracted and we've devalued it. And then we're like, oh, it's not really worth it. And then it gets into our money stuff. It gets into our relationships. It gets into our worth and value, the whole thing. And all of that impacts our business. But when we start to see our vehicle as whole and complete, there's nothing to fix. It's absolutely unique. It's incredible. And we surrender to it and accept it. And surrendering to it means that we let it show us what it's here to do. And we get out of the way. And that is the hardest part. It's like the simplest thing, but it's the hardest thing because we're taught. It's like, just apply your free will just to do this and apply your willpower. Get Just figure it all out. And it's like, what if our design just knows And we're here for the ride. And what we think is success for us may not be based on what everybody else says success is. Because if we're just fully embracing it, you cannot not live your purpose. Your design is doing you. So whether you're brand new to business, whether you're a seasoned business person, look at the thread throughout your life. There is something that has always been there that you've always been drawn to. That's your design. It's been doing you the whole way through. Mm -hmm. So I say to my clients, you can't really screw this up. You're always going to come back. You have to try really, really hard to be out of alignment. I mean, really hard. So I often say like alignment is often just a click or two on the dial. It's not a massive overhaul. And if it's a massive overhaul, you either have the wrong chart, we have the wrong birth information. So everything's based on three points of data, your date of birth, the time and the location. So it's objective. So I remember what I was saying earlier, it's all based on most stuff is based on subjective data. This mm-hmm. is objective data. And so there's no, you can't like go, oh, I wish I was like that. Or, oh, I'd really, wow, well, let me just skew that. Well, if I, if I take that test again and I answer that one question differently, but yeah, exactly. we're, right at that, we're right at this 10 minute mark. So we're going to continue with this part of the conversation. I think the action step that I heard you say, which was so profound is 
Well, first of all, that you're not you're you're so close to just barely being out of alignment. Like that just made me just feel oh grounded, like almost a sense of relief came out of me. And I hope everybody else as well. And then it's about looking through the thread. You know, what's the common thread that you need to be looking at that really is giving you the signs for your purpose and that you can't not what did you say? You can't not, you did a double negative. Live it. You're, yeah. You basically can't screw it up. You can't screw it up, people. You that we could, we could almost end it on that yeah. because that's pretty profound, but we're going to continue. So let's talk about this. Um, let's continue this conversation about the, the objectivity, I think is really important one, right? The, versus the subjectivity of when we take various, you know, tests, which is really interesting. And again, I want to still like, just what you said about you can't not screw it up. I mean, I think that, like, there's so many areas of our lives. And right now we're on BizBite. So we're talking about business right here. But I still think this is so applicable into so many other areas, other relationships, whether it's a client relationship, relationship with yourself and those kind of things too, right? And there's so many things we could talk about. But I think that this is the relevant piece too, is that when we start recognizing that we can't screw it up, and that really, we're close to our own alignment, and that we're probably like, um, screwing it up because of all the stories and conditions that we've had. And if we just really listened, you know, I mean, that's part of it, too, right? I mean, that's part of it is is listening for the knowing that you know, that you know, on some level that you might be denying. Exactly. And so I'll even take it this alignment piece another step further. And that is, we're already completely in alignment with our design Mm. now. So now it's interesting because the name of my business is align your design. And when I first named it that I was like, okay, so it's, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help people align with their design. And now after years, I'm like, okay, we're already aligned with it. What happens though? And people ask, well, does the design change? No, the design Mm. does not change from birth. However, our expression of the design changes. In other words, remember, we're talking about energy here. This is an energetic map that gets expressed verbally. It gets expressed in our words, in our, you know, what we create in the world, in the offerings that we, the, the way we serve, all of those things, the way we love, that is how it gets expressed. And so it's about frequency. So everything throughout the design has an inherent gift or genius and on the flip side, a challenge. So challenges are inherently built in. And we call those challenges places where we're screwed up or there's something wrong. But what I now know is that if you're expressing the challenges, you're in 100% alignment with the challenges And our job or my job is to help you to shift into a higher frequency so that you're expressing the gifts and the genius and the wisdom of your design instead of the conditioning, instead of the energetics that we're getting from everybody else. See, you know how um, Jerry Maguire would say, you complete me, right? He's like, oh, you complete me. We all were like, oh my God. We were all like, oh my God, Tom Cruise, we love you. And then, you know, and then look what happened. But I know, right? But- it's, it's true because what happens is that you have two designs that come together and they literally complete one another. They activate one another. So we're always being activated, whether we're just walking through the grocery store, or sitting at a coffee shop or we're with our family or partners mm-hmm. or whatever, we're always being activated. And so that's where our genius can come out. That's where our shadows can come out in sales conversations. If client comes in in shadow if we meet them from our shadow i call it shadow boxing right you know, or if we're able to hold our gifts and watch them in shadow and help them and guide them without getting pulled into it like all of that's an energetic it's happening way below the surface of our body language or the words that we're saying mm-hmm. so human design helps us to understand that and to communicate in a different way 
Why do you think that, um, because I know when you and I have chatted over the years, you know, one of the things that really I think about, you know, when I know I'm just like, I feel like I'm pinging off of people is like, is this mine, right? Does this belong to me? Is this craziness mine? And, you know, of course, there's plenty of times I fall prey to it, of course. And, and And it takes me some time. Right. It's like it has to be a vigilant practice or it has to be a preparatory, you know, like um, before I'm like whether or not I'm having a sales call. That doesn't phase me anymore. But there might be other situations in my personal life or if I'm going to go visit someone or something new is happening or a challenging situation comes up and I'm like, oh, this is new. And, you know, I feel that and I have to real or or just chaos or God, we're, we're living in the world we are uh. today or politics or any of that stuff. Right. It's all like and so. Oh, even saying that, let me just slow down because I can just feel that just getting yeah, right. wound Everybody up. Take a deep breath. Like, oh, let me move my shoulders a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That you know, the last year and a half, <clears throat> for sure. If you're listening to this in real time, you know, the last year and a half, we've been still deep in COVID, and you know, it's different things all across the globe, and it's impacted people, and obviously all the all the ways that we're all well aware of. So that saying that you know is is this mine? Is this is what am I experiencing? Is this mine? Is this vibe mine? Is this energy mine? Is that something that, you know, because I'm a generator. So is that there's different types of design. So is that applicable to all people? And how do you help people even get to that point where they can say that to themselves? Like, how can this be an effective way for them just to check themselves, right? Because again, we so often can just like fall down that hole of repetitive habit of reacting the way we have historically. It's a really good question. And I think for every, so in, when we're looking at design, we can look at, think about it like this, even if you don't, haven't seen a chart yet, just imagining when you, when you see one, you'll go, what the heck is that? When I first saw it, I was like, it looks like, I don't even know. It looks like a totally foreign language. No idea. That looks crazy town. But I knew I had an awareness. I was like, there's something there. I don't, I've never studied anything as long as I've studied this. Like I, I've never committed myself to something as much as I've committed myself to this. So for me, that says something, but when you, when you just look at it and you're just looking at the picture of it, whatever's colored in, doesn't matter what color it is. Don't worry about that. If it's colored in, it's turned on 24 seven, it's activated pretty much all the time, you know, especially in the, the shapes, the centers and everything that's white is being activated and turned on by others. It's where that's where we're receiving. So we're transmitting energy and we're receiving energy all the time, ever since birth. That's how we how it's been going. So think about it like this: is that everywhere where it's white in the design, we're receiving energy. You and I have had this conversation before around right. emotions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having a partner who has their solar plexus, so their emotion center defined, that means it's colored in. That means they feel everything, the high highs, the low lows, everything in between. They experience the world through their emotions. Those of us, you and I, who have it white, we, our natural state is not emotional all over the place. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I want to just say that the emotions are what connect us. Emotions are absolutely essential. We need that. That's what makes us human. That's what connects us to spirit. Okay. So don't get me wrong where I'm saying emotions are bad. Like it's just the way it works. It's a mechanical thing. And so those of us who have it undefined, it's white. We are natural states, pretty neutral. I mean, obviously we have feelings. Obviously if something's going on, we're having strong feelings about it. But for the most part, if nothing's really majorly going on, we're pretty neutral. Yeah. And so we see this a lot when it comes to emotions and especially in relationships, intimate relationships, family relationships, we can detect it out in the world. We're all extremely psychic. Everybody is. We're all empathic. It's just how does your empathy work? That's one of the mechanics that we talk about in design. And so those of us who have that emotion center white we're almost always taking in the emotions of others and then amplifying those. So my kids come in, they have their, it defined, they had a grumpy day. I'm fine. They walk in suddenly I'm crabby. I'm I'm like, so in almost enraged. And I'm like, what in the heck happens? Like, Oh, this isn't mine. I just picked up energetically, literally like they, they're like pig pen, you know, it's like pig pen. And then you're like, Oh, got on me. Okay. 
And so again, it's really about just going, oh, uh, okay, this isn't mine. I'm just going to return to sender. So this is what I say to everybody. Like, it doesn't matter what it is in the design, where it is, motions or not, who or what does this belong to? Return to sender with love and consciousness. Because if you walk through that and you're feeling it, return it to the wherever it came from because you can't process somebody else's emotions for them. You can't process their energy for them. Only they can. And so that's the first thing to do is just who or what does this belong to? You say it in your head. Don't say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Once you said to her husband, um, this is yours and I'm sending it back. And I think like, I've said that too. I think you're referring to me. Um, I think this is so relevant for women, right? Also, and and maybe, and we've never had this conversation, whether it's different for men, but, um, I, you know, so I, I'm speaking obviously to an audience of women. And I think that, you know, just knowing that and just having that as a, as a way of handling things just in general yeah. is something that, that we all need And we all also need to give ourselves permission to actually do that since we are, you know, historically conditioned to like, oh, let me fix everything. Let me help you. Let me, let me do this. Let me make it better. Let me, you know, kiss, kiss. Here's a cookie. You know, all the things when really it might not have anything to do with you. And just like a minute ago, I had to take a deep breath because just start just talking about like COVID and the presidency and da, 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 da. I just could feel myself. And it was all that energy from billions of people, right? Just got sucked right into my sphere here. And, um, and so I think that, you know, especially as women, we need to be really aware of how we're navigating the world and being able to use that um, mantra, that practice of, you know, return, return, is this mine? And really asking, is this mine? Yeah, you know, is this mine? Exactly. And how is that impacting our decision-making? So there's, you know, five different types. There's four types, but we have generators and manifesting generators. So they're kind of lumped together. Um, But we've got five types. We've got a bunch of different ways that people make decisions based on their type. But if we come back to that, this whole thing of trusting ourselves and trusting the energy that we're aware of, like really trusting our awareness I think most people are more aware than they think they are. They just don't know what it is. They don't have discernment. They, mm-hmm. They're just thinking, oh, I'm experiencing it. Therefore, it's mine. Oh, Instead of going, totally, yes. oh, I'm aware of something. From whence did that come? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it just, it's just, I'm just going, oh, oh shit, it's in me. It yes. must be mine. I got to deal with it. Right. You know? so, or, so. oh my God, I see it out there. I've got to deal. And it's like, wait a minute. I mean, when my kids are feeling emotional or I'm with someone who's feeling emotional, I can, I can go, okay, I need to ground so that I can support them. And it's not about them getting over it. It's about how can I help them so they can, they can ride that wave because that's what they need to do. How do I do that? How do I support them in that without getting mad? Because I definitely have done that too. It was like, oh my God, really? You know? And then it's like, oh no, that's just my reaction because I just got flooded with it. Yes. My job is to take care of myself. I think that this goes back to what you were saying too, about like honoring the human experience. And as parents, as moms, a lot of times we do want to just like fix it with our kid. Right. And instead of recognizing that perhaps the best thing that you can do is be grounded and allow them to move through it. And then honor that we know that, you know, you're going to get to the other side of whatever it is, whatever emotion it is, that those kind of things. Exactly. The things I wanted you, um, you were going to talk about too. I wanted you to, to let's, let's weave this in while we're kind of on this whole, like, you know, making one bold move at a time and, and our nervous system and the reaction that we might get, just like you said, you know, your kid comes in or whatever, the, like whatever the dog pees on it or, or yeah. a client is like, no, I changed my mind or I want a refund or, you know, I don't really like what, you know, like all the things like, how can you, um, what does that even mean making one bold move at a time? Right. And and how does, how do we even know if our nervous system is deregulated? Like, what is that? What is that about? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of, um, work or studying around, you know, creating like safer spaces Mm. and looking at, you know, we've got, you and I were trained, right? You're a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Like we have this clinical training that a lot of coaches don't have. And when we look out in the coaching industry, it's sort of like, 
just go do it, right? We've got right. lots of situations where it's like, just make the bold move, you know, force yourself to do it. Just go over. I don't know if you remember this. I thought you were there, but we were at a coaching, you know, mastermind and yeah. we were, had to do Facebook groups and we had to do a- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, told, I remember I this like remember. it was yesterday and I think it was like seven years ago, but go ahead. I had a total meltdown. Like I yeah. had a, I had my whole body was shaking. I was sobbing. Yeah. The coach did not know what to do. I didn't even know that I was having this. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And it was so terrifying because I was just like, this is so weird. Everybody else seems to be having just a fine time creating a Facebook ad. And I'm literally having a panic attack. And I was like, what is going on? And that's the kind of thing where I'm, I'm saying is like, sometimes the bold move is to just go, oh, you know what? I'm really having a strong reaction to this. I have to honor that let's work on that. Yeah. Because what happened is that I created it. I was like, fine, I did it. And then I immediately took it down and never ran it. And because my whole system was completely dysregulated and there was nothing that was like, you know, major capital T trauma that I knew of, but there was some developmental trauma, like the little things that are like, you can't say that. Who will people think, you know, like these little messages that we get our whole life that are just like, shut you down, shut you down, shut you down. Totally. And that creates, we we're like holding our nervous system. Like, okay, nobody move, you know, like nobody sneeze or fart. We're all going to like discorporate (laughs) if that happens. Right. 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 And then what happens is we get into a situation and it's like, here, do this big, bold move. And it's like, sometimes the boldest move is to just take a step towards it. And then the next step towards it and watch our nervous system, because otherwise what will happen is we'll do like I did and we'll bounce all the way back and do nothing. Right. Anything for years after that. Yes. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's like one bold move at a time. Sometimes it's, I mean, I just divorced, moved I've this. I've moved three times in the last two years because of, I mean, there's been some big ass bold moves in the last year. And I've kind of had to make those things, but my nervous system, I just kept, okay, this is what I need to do to regulate my nervous system now so that I can keep working so that I can keep parenting so that I can keep doing those things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means that we may need to, at least for me, I'll say this is quote unquote, play small. And I don't mean small, like I'm diminishing myself. It's just like, I'm going to stabilize and then get the foundation set again, and then make the next bold move. And sometimes that's what's needed. So hundred percent. And I think this is the thing, you know, when, you know, the whole idea about, of course, being bold, right. But, and, and, uh, um, really that being uncommon, right? Leading a life uncommon is, you know, this is the thing, right? It's like the uncommon factor here is you listening to yourself. Yeah. And one, not giving away your power to what somebody that you just wrote a check for 30 grand to. Right. Or really being um, you know, like start allowing yourself to slow down a little bit and really get connected with yourself. And I agree hundred percent. You know, this is definitely some of the work that I do with clients and yeah. and so many times. And of course, I'm like, I want it all. Like I can, oh, you know, I can get better. And I've done big things, and yet there's moments where the challenge becomes, right, sometimes is that when people make a decision, let's just say a business decision, and they want to whatever it is, they want to launch or they want to sign something or they want to triple their rate or whatever big thing it is, right? Mm-hmm. Then they, they've been thinking about it for so long, they want it now. And really the process is what you're saying is like, maybe just even first making that decision and like chilling a little bit. Because that was a big ass decision and all kinds of stuff has to be percolated and dealt with. And it doesn't necessarily mean having to move a couple places or having to try and, you know, do a million dollar launch or a hundred thousand dollar launch. And so sometimes with clients, one of the things that I really help them think about too, is that sometimes when you slow down and you really get that connection with yourself, it collapses time. Yes. Because you, yes. And that's the thing that like, yes. I swear, you guys, it's so hard to explain this unless you experience it. So this is why we are encouraging you to experience this, to allow for this, because it's counter. Yeah. It's counter what you're being told. 
right? Yeah. It's counter. And there's plenty of times where I'm running really hard with clients, of course. And then it's like, whoa, they hit a wall. And you know what? Like slow down and feel the feels and experience it. Because when you do that, then you start building that trust. And yeah. then you start really feeling it and listening and honoring that human experience more and more. And then you're able to move through things more quickly because you've proven also to yourself that you can. Yes. And sometimes when we take these, you know, huge leaps or um, people are like, you know, what you need to do, like case in point, right? We're at this mastermind. It's like, we all brought our laptops, like crank out a Facebook ad and let's put a hundred, whatever it was, a thousand dollars, like whatever crazy number, like all that, like, whoa, you know, if until you move through that, then you're like you said, retreat it, right? As opposed to pausing a little bit, understanding what's going on with yourself. And then like the time can speed up in a sense. Because I I say to clients a lot of time, and I know you get this too. It's like, you know, if it takes you a year to get to working three days a week, making a half a million dollars or or five years, people are like, I want to do it in a year. But you know what? Most people can't. No, Most people can't okay. also because they're going to be so challenged, right? Like go do a Facebook um, ad when you've never done these things. We forget right. Right. that, you know, if you're doing the thing that you want to do and that is in alignment, then really part of it too is the time does becomes almost irrelevant and that you can allow yourself to experience the process. What yeah. do you think of that? Yeah. I agree. And the image that I just got, cause I see things like energetically is that, Sometimes when we're just like pushing to yeah. make the bold thing, what happens, and I'll, I'll, I've seen it a lot with my clients, I've seen it myself too, is that we actually become disconnected from our body, we sort of dissociate from our body. It's like the body is just doing this thing and we're like, God, I hope this works, you know, yeah. and we're just kind of just throwing ourselves in there. And I'm, you know, I do take risks. I'm definitely a person who's kind of like, yeah, I'm in, let's try it, you know? Yes. But if we're not fully present, when we do that, what happens is that we we push the energy out, we, we, we go out in the world, but we're not prepared to receive. Mm, yes. So what right. happens is that somebody goes, I'm going to create that and they create it. Maybe they do get, and, and again, that number of people who are able to create like that massive, you know, multiple six figure, seven figure overnight, literally you see it. It's actually a lot of nights that it's a lot of nights people they're lying to you, but anyhow, they're lying. Ahead. it's yeah, totally. But those, the like one of one tenth of 1% that are able to do that. The thing is, is that, and you and I've talked about this is like, and what's going on on the back end. Yes. And how much energetic debt do they have? And how so much true. shit is going on in their family life? Like, so what yes. if that's going on? The thing is, is that a lot of people, they make that move and then they're like, oh shit, I hope no one sees me. So then what happens is that no one does see them and then they don't receive the money or the clients. Yes. So part of this really regulating our, our nervous system and taking one bold step at a time is we've got to open our capacity to receive because when you can do that, then the people will pay you. They can pay you. I, I started this almost a joke with myself a couple of years ago where I noticed I was, I started painting again. And after years of not painting. And what I found is that I, the time I made in my studio to just paint just for me, nobody, I wasn't thinking about selling paint. I was just painting. Every time I did that, I made money. Somebody would call me, I'd get a referral or I, someone would just sign up for something. I was like, that is weird. And so I said to myself, God, when I paint, I make money. <laughs> the last two Sundays, I have a ton of stuff to do. I have programs to write. I have all this stuff to do. And I'm right. like, I want to freaking paint. So right. I did. And I'll tell you what, both days, it, like out of the blue on a Sunday afternoon, I'm painting and I look and there they are. They're just sales coming in. And I'm like, well, damn, every time I paint, meaning I do something for me, yes. I calm myself. I do something that's joyful. I receive more of myself. Then 
things can come in. So that's the other piece of this. It's not just about like, okay, I got a jockey about this whole visibility piece. It's like, it's like being visible and really allowing yourself to be seen and receive, you know, some people are not going to like what they see. Uh, so what, yeah. you know, let's but all be over with that. Let's be done with that conversation. Let's, yeah. let's be done. Right. Let's be done with that. So what I hear you saying too, and, and, you know, I think again, it's that piece that it's just like, it's so uncommon. It's so counter culture, yeah. right? Where it's, you know, we're not told like really tap in, really listen, really feel it, really allow, really receive. We're just, you know, there's strings attached to that. And, you know, hard work's the only way it's going to happen for you and all of these messages. And, and sometimes when you, when you have the, like, it's, it's so obvious once they hit the wall, they're like, oh my God, I was really pushing and I, now I'm freaked out and you know, what do you want to say to people prior? Well, first of all, let me back up because I want you to answer that question just for everybody to know. So part of what Chris does is she, you get, you give her some of your information and she's able to create this diagram with all of this information and she will go over it with you. And, and then you're, then you can process, then you can say, where, where have I been stuck? Where does this re repetitive pattern show up? Why am I continuing to call that in? How can I, why am I not receiving all the things? Because what happens so often is, you know, people, they make a decision and then they're like, go, 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 go. And then they hit that wall. Right. And then just like you did, then they, they, they bounce backward. They spring backward. You know, the pendulum swings the other direction. What is something that they can do before that happens yeah. so that that does not become their pattern of just moving through life? Because let me tell you, we've all been there where we're just like busting our hump yeah. To do a big ass launch. And I don't know about y'all, but I get tired after. And I have yeah. really, I haven't done a big launch in almost a year. Like the last time I did a major, major launch was last fall. And it was over, it was 115,000, almost $116,000 launch. That shit wore me out. And so now it's just like little baby launches, right? Yeah. Because yes, that sounds so exciting, doesn't it? You know, a six figure, $115,000 launch. And yet I hadn't mastered really the art of regulating my system. And is yes. this what I want to do? And am I pushing? Am I showing up? Am I really and I, I'm feeling pretty confident that I say what I want to say. Yes. And yet it was all this weird structure. So I have not done another launch like that. Because after I did that, and this was, you know, this was like a great launch, but on one level, but on one level, it just was not. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people before they get to that point of crashing into the wall? What's the suggestion? Like what what do they need to know? Yeah. So first of all, when we go to design the, you know, there's a ton of information out there. We were saying that earlier, like there's just, you know, you can Google it. There's just so there's massive go on Instagram. There's a whole bunch of people putting a bunch of memes out. They they're copying other people's stuff. They don't, yeah, don't do that. Go to Christmas. Yeah. It's a crazy town. And right. so there's, um, everybody wants to show you how much they know, you know, yeah. but here, if you come back to this, very, these very simple things, when you look at your type, your strategy and your authority. So your type is like that you and I are generator types, right? We create in a step by step way. And our strategy is to wait to respond. It's not to initiate things. It's a way to respond. Well, there's a whole set, like when people go, what does that mean? I mean, I have a whole program that's specifically for generators and manifesting generators in business just to talk about that yes. and how that works. Because if you master that, you got it. Because what happens is when we create in a step-by-step -step way is that one day you're like, okay, I've got it all mapped out, but then the energy shifts the next day. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. But if you go, oh no, I have to stay with what I said, and I'm not going to follow energy. Then what happens is that you're like, oh my God, did I, was I right? No, I'm wrong. Oh shit. You know, can I trust myself? And, and then spinning, 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 spinning. And so right. that comes back to our authority and for generators and manifesting generators, it's either trust your gut. Mary and I are both like sacral, trust your gut people. It's like, it's like this real time yeah. information, 
Do I have energy for that? Yes. Do I not? Eh, no, I don't. Not right now. But tomorrow I might. So ask me again tomorrow because that might be a better fit. And then there's people that have to wait for emotional clarity. And so they have to sleep on it. They take a little bit longer to kind of get clear on what they want to do. And if you're a person who's emotionally defined, 53% of the population, doesn't matter what type you are, are. That you have to wait for emotional clarity. Well, we don't live in a world that says, oh, go ahead and sleep on it. We live in a world that says, make it happen now. Right. So what happens is that when we start to learn how this works, we can work with it and trust ourselves and be able to ask for what we need. And we can say to someone, hey, I really want to do your stuff, but I need to sleep on it. And then we can ask for what we want and we can ask for what we need and we can trust ourselves because when we trust ourselves, then what happens? We get better results with our coach. We get better results in the program because it's not so much about whether or not the coach is, you know, doing a horse and pony show for us and figuring it all out for us. It's about how am I going to navigate their with their genius? Like you have a whole genius. You have this whole, you're a master coming up with systems that allow people to have, to streamline. Why? Because that's part of your design. Right. Mary, that's part of your design. And so you know what it's like to not have those systems in place and you know what it's like to have them in place. And that is part of what you share. But how people are going to do that is going to be a little bit different because of their design. And so again, when we come back to trusting ourselves and the other piece you you said, you wanted to ask about objectivity. And I want to bring this in because we're talking a lot about trusting our gut and our intuition and sort of following energy, Mm -hmm. which sounds really woo woo, but it's, it's actually very natural for all of us. But what happens is that our mind, our logical mind is like, that's BS. That doesn't work. That's never going to work. When we look at design, We can speak to the logical mind and say, look, it's right here. Objectively, here's the information. It just works this way. It's a mechanical thing. It just works that way. And then the logical mind goes, oh, okay. All right. Okay, cool. So you mean we don't have to try to fix that? And it's like, no, we don't. And it goes, okay, all right. And it starts to calm down a little bit. And then it starts to work with us instead of against us. And that's another piece of that that I wanted to share. Well, and I appreciate, you know, and for everybody who like, I've been talking to Chris for years and she's like, Mary, you know, and she can see where I'm just like, Oh, me too. (laughs) Not following, not following it. So here's the thing, you know, it's funny, even as you're talking, I'm just having a moment of aha is that, you know, based on how I take in information and energy and all the things is like, I can make a different decision. And so some people might think it's flighty, although I'm brilliant when I do. And so I am brilliant at taking in reams of information and finding the strategy, the fastest path to whatever, all the things like that is my gift. And I claim it. And this is why I love VIP days. But here's the thing. So what happens though in my personal life with my husband, this is something that we've like, after all these years, 17 years, you know, he one day, I was like, well, let's do this. Or do you want to go eat Mexican? Oh, let's go eat Chinese. And so I can be fluid a little bit. And so sometimes people can interpret that as flighty or because I can change my mind. And it's like, if I have new information, I'm going to change my mind. If I get a new hit of something, I'm going to change my mind and it'd be okay. And I think part of the, tr- the, the thing that once you start really trusting that when you change your mind, it's not from fear. It's not because I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know. It's not from any of that. It's just like, um, now it's like a deeper knowing. Yes. Once I've started really leaning into that and like allowing that, oh my God, what a difference. And, and I don't have to justify it anymore. You know, I always felt like, well, I'm just trying to make you any heavy. It's like, well, you know, I don't have to, I'm really to that point where I'm just like, I'm done. I, I don't need to explain like that is freeing. So that's one thing. But here's another thing to the launches. So it was, um, and you and I actually talked about this. It was like a couple months ago. And I was like, I'm going to launch this one program. I'm really, you know, I had, I had done all this work, like, I really don't want to do it. But then I did all this quote, quote, work around that. So I could do it, and like, be able to be fine with it. And then ultimately, I did the launch, and I canceled it, everybody, I canceled the launch, and I actually refunded money. Now I know that sounds like what? 
But what happened was a couple things. I realized that I had fallen prey to some kind of I have to prove that I can like master my mind or whatever, which I can master my mind, but that wasn't even the issue. The issue was like, how did I even get caught up where I needed to feel like I had to do that? That was really the work. Where did I even feel like I had to, you know, like overcome then do. I didn't need to do any of that. And once I realized, like, I don't need to do that, boom, done, cleaned that up, cleared that out, let it go. And it was like, oh, it was so much better. And so since that time, I've been able to pull back a little bit and really ask the question, like, what is it that I want to do? And and sometimes that can feel a little unnerving, right? What is it that I want to do? What do I know? Like, if I really know, And if I know that I'm the type that is waiting to receive, or if I'm the type that I can create these systems and structures, right? Great. I don't need to rush it. There's no rush. Yeah. And you don't have to create it just because you can. It's like, does it light you up? Yes. Does it feed you just the action? I'm not even talking about money. Does it feed you energetically as much as whatever energy you're putting into it? Are you receiving? a a comparable amount. Again, it may be tangible or intangible. Yeah. Well, I think that's the other thing too, right? It's like, you know, what is the tangible thing that I even want? What is the intangible thing I even want? And how do I define those? And I think that that's part of it too, right? That's that some of that like awareness work, thought work, get to know yourself work, some work that I do with clients, right? So that they can um, unpack that a little bit. Because I think that sometimes it's easy just to go, 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 go. And I have like lots of energy. And then, and then it's just like, oh my God, it's kind of like that thing, um, where it's like, you know, you lean your ladder up against a wall and you're just climbing this ladder, ladder, ladder. And then you get to the top and you're like, holy shit, I like leaned this on the wrong wall. This isn't even where I want to go. And that can be terrifying a little bit, right? So, so my point here is like, some of you may have built things that you're suddenly like, oh no, you have a job that you don't like. You might be in a marriage that's unsatisfactory. You might just have a poor relationship with yourself. And it's just, you know, because you've been doing what all this external things and really not knowing how to really get connected and how to get into alignment. Yeah, exactly. And when you see what the alignment is, like when you, because I I mean, so many times, it's very rare that I'm talking to someone and looking at their design and going, Oh, this is how it works. And they're like, yeah, I don't get that. At all. It's usually like oh, tears. Like, Oh, you mean, you mean all of those years that I was yeah. sitting there thinking there was something wrong and yes. I was doing it wrong. And I, I screwed up and I created all this. It's, you mean that actually is that happened for a reason? It's like, yeah, it did. And it's okay. And you're okay. And, you know, it's like, oh, that whole putting the ladder against the, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done that, but that's also part of it is that it's an experiment, right? We have to take action. This is that whole thing of what I was saying about we're hundred percent spirit and hundred percent human body. The human body has to take action. It has to do something to get the result. You know, as an artist, I say it's like make a mark on the canvas and then you respond to that mark. Until you make a mark, nothing happens. Until you make a mark in your business, nothing happens. But a lot of people are like, I just want it to be a whole complete painting. And I'm right. like, you gotta start with a first fucking mark. So just right. make the mark. And then you build it from there. And I think that, that it's that's so much of what I do is like, here, let's let's look at what it takes, where are you afraid to make that mark? I mean, as an artist, I like, I'll look at blank stuff. I have a painting over there and I'm like, kind of like, it looks like a hot mess right now, you know? And, but it's in that awkward teenage stage where it's neither here nor there. It's just part of the process. And oftentimes in business, we're often in these, like, we have these like awkward teenage stage. And then we start out, we're all fresh and new. We're like, oh my God, I'm going to do this really cool thing. And then we get in that awkward, grungy, like weird braces. Our hair's all fucked. And we have a bad perm. And then we, you know, and then we like blossom and, it, and we launch and we have this beautiful thing. And then we're like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, I got to do it again. You know, and it's cyclical. 
And embracing that. Right. And, you know, like that's also whether it's business and whether it's you own your own business and you're a consultant or you're a CEO of an eight figure business. It's like, this is also like the evolutionary process of yourself. Right. And, you know, I talk about being on the edge of your own evolution. Like I like to live there. Right. I, I, I like that now. Like there's plenty of years I did not like that because it felt scary and new and oh my God, am I going to die? Right. Right. Um, But now, like, I think this is the thing. It's like when you start recognizing, like, like you were saying, when you, when you sit down after you've done somebody's chart and they're crying, like, oh my God, oh my God, this is the way. And it's like that freedom that connection, then it kind of goes back to that whole concept about like, what is failure? You know, it's like, people are like, I'm afraid to fail. It's like, really, you know, why why are we defining it as like the worst thing? Like we have to fail on many levels as humans to actually be, if we're on the edge of our own evolution, like part of that is like you said, action and, and trying things and learning from the attempt that may not be what you had hoped, which might look like to you failure, right? As, as a definition. I think that all of what you're saying too is really redefining things. And I think that that's where some of the liberation comes in. That's when you can start receiving, when you start redefining how you're seeing yourself, how you're seeing energy and how you're seeing the possibilities, how you're seeing your potential, how you're seeing like who you are in the world, like everything can shift and it can happen like that. It doesn't have to take forever. So even though we're talking about sometimes you need to pull back a little bit, it also can happen just like that. And that's the moment that I know you and I both love, right? That like moment when we're speaking on a stage or we're working with clients and it's that moment you can see it in their eyes. I swear I just get choked up, right? It's like the death of their old and the birth of the new. And that, exactly. and that, and some people call it that aha moment, right? Those aha moments. We dig those people and we're good at those. And there's plenty of those with our clients. Yeah. So we could keep talking, talking, talking. I know there's one other thing that you wanted to talk about if we have time, if you have time, inflation and deflation. What is that? Cause I don't recall you ever talking to me about it. So yeah, uh, well, it popped in this morning. So okay, good. we have this tendency to over inflate the external and under inflate the internal. So what I mean by that is I got little notes here. So yeah. um, over inflating the external like goals and success as defined by external situations, people, program, whatever that is, right. and the expectations of others and comparing ourselves and trying to meet or beat others at their game instead of figuring out what our game is and excelling at that. So mm-hmm. we overinflate all of that and that getting that compare and despair and see that on Facebook and all of that, instead of going, what's my game? What's my game? And so right. the underinflation is where we tend to underinflate our own experiences, our own awareness, our own um, gifts and talents and not trusting ourselves. Oh my so God, then yes. what happens is that it just becomes really skewed to the external. And, you know, again, people have been talking about this for years, like externally driven versus internally driven. But I just think of it in this, you know, inflation, deflation. Well, if that's the case, instead of it having to be like, oh, I'm driven this way. It's like, well, if it's, if it's like an inflation thing, like deflate the external a little bit and take some time to inflate your internal, not from, it's, we're not talking about ego. This is about genuinely going, I rock. I mean, when I woke up about three and a half years into my experiment with my design, this deconditioning process where I was like, oh, I think I'm starting to like really appreciate this this form, this vehicle that I'm in. And then seven years, it said that seven years of deconditioning. And it's, I remember it, I woke up one day and I was like, this vehicle is so cool. <laughs> I know. I'm like in awe of it. And it has zero to do with my, it's not an ego. It's just like, whoa, look at that. Look at what it can do. Yeah. There's a couple windows, like, you know, you got to press the button just right in the window. No, but you know, but that's what makes it fun. You know, yes. like when you got that favorite, your first car and it had these funny little things, you know, yeah. that that's, those are the things that you start to go, Oh, that's, what's really cool about me. And it just, 
Like, I don't want to be anybody else. I really don't. I, I love looking at other people's designs. I love seeing it. I love going, wow, look at what you have. Look at what's going on. Oh, look at those challenges. Yeah, I, I, I experienced some of those challenges too. Like all the challenges, I look at them now. And instead of going, oh shit, I got to fix it. I look at it, I'm like, oh, I got it. isn't right. that funny? Look at, look at how cute I am. Look how funny that, oh, there's that window that just won't go down. You know, I got to roll right. it down manually <laughs> instead of like. Does anybody oh. remember that? Who's listening? Yes. Yeah, I exactly. Know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just date myself. Anyway. No. But, yeah. I, I agree with you so much. I call it the beneficial brag, right? And I don't think with that women, we do not, um, you know, we we shy away. And I swear, it's like literally, literally earlier today, I had um, client calls and I, I, here's an example. And I, I know you, you have plenty of examples too. Here's what, here's what we're talking about. So I'm talking with one of these, uh, a client who's doing a new offering and she's like, I want to discount that. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't like that word discount, but you know, and, but the point is I was like, why would you do that? And she's like, well, I don't want to give them something subpar. And I'm like, well, why would you even have that as a thought? Well, why would you think that? And I said, okay, let's reflect back. This is a seasoned professional, by the way. So have you ever helped even another human being? Can you re reflect back and see, because she's making this new offering, et cetera, et cetera. And um, she's like, yes. And I was like, well, like how many people? She goes, well, I've had a base clients of a thousand people. So out of those, and I was like, stop. That's legit. <laughs> I was like, stop. Why are we even having, like, why am I even having to tell you now? Like, yeah. like, right. And I like, here's somebody who's worked with a thousand people, a thousand People. people. I was like, shit, if only 10% of those people didn't like, you know, like didn't kill themselves practically, of course, yeah. not really. but you know what I mean? Like 10%, a hundred people you really helped. Like the very fact that that was part of that's part, that's so much a part of it, how she wasn't willing to say, Oh my God, I'm totally a badass. Yeah. Oh my God, of course I can help these people. I need to charge more money. I have like a years of experience, thousands of people I have helped. And I think this is the thing is that, you know, again, when we have those moments of doubting, there could be some truth in you may need to learn a skill, or it could be that that's just your mind. Yeah. Or your design. Like you're, it's actually in your design to do that thing. Yes. And, and so you should do the thing. You should do the thing. That's a lot of times people will go, I've been doing this for a long time. I can do it. But what I really want to do is this. I'm like, yeah, no wonder it's right here in your design. I see why you want to do that. It's legit. And for some people, I might say, yeah, you do need to go get a little bit more. You might need to go get some more training in this, but for the most part, I look at, it, I go, look, you've got this background, you've got this, yes. you've got a thousand clients under your belt, yes. you've done this. Right. The only thing that you're scared of right now is that you haven't offered it in this. Exactly. Exactly. I think that that's so much of it. And I mean, I'm, I can be, you know, I, I was going to say I can be guilty. I don't use that language anymore. I, I can reflect back at times in my life where I've thought, oh, I don't know, should I, should I do this? And, and so back to that internal versus external validation. When we're talking about business also, there is some external validation and that looks like clients having success. You yeah, know, absolutely. you helping, right? You helping people move yeah. through it. But if that's all we're relying on. So part of it is, you know, and, and for me, it was, it has been a little bit of a, a moment, a, like a growth moment, that evolutionary moment of just saying like, this is what I'm fucking good at. Like, this is what it, like, I have no qualms. This is how much it costs to work with me. This is what I can help you with, like zero. And it's because it's been that combination that it does come easily to me. And I am quick as a whip and all those, just like you, right? It's just like, we can see things also, right? It's, it's part of that. And but gosh, you know, that really does take some work. Huh? That takes work for some it women. It takes, it takes being willing to do it. It really yeah. does. This is where you, you know, you pull up, like I, I joke around. I'm like, I've pulled up my big girl panties so much in the right. last year, the elastic is ripped and I just took them off. And just like, Mando. I was like, Mando. you know, like right, yeah. just, they're off. Like, so, but there is that it's like at some point, if it's been percolating yes. for that long for 
say, do it. Yes. Just do it. Give yourself the experiment. Find out the experience. Find out. Get data. And that's not overinflating the external. That's simply, that's like inflating your internal. Right. It's not overinflate. It's just inflating it enough to do it. Exactly. And, you know, again, in design, we look at it and I'm like, oh, here's some of the things that might be, you know, you need to work in partnership. Like you work better in partnership. Oh, you work better by yourself. You work better in groups. Like there's certain things that our designs will are just sort of more engineered for, if you will. And so we can look at that. I can go, oh, okay. So actually if you brought in a partner, this might actually really work for you. And they go, oh my God, I've been thinking I needed a partner for a long time. I go, well, there's a good reason for it. Mm. Or I didn't want to do that because I wasn't sure. And it's like, yeah, well, the part of the reason you're not launching is because you it actually would really help to, to have someone there. Or you're working in partnership with your clients. And so in order to really have your gifts come out, you need someone who's pulling them out of you. You, were, you said that earlier, man. It's like, sometimes we don't know what our genius is until someone is pulling it out of us. Right. And if you're not willing to give yourself the experiment and the experience of seeing what your genius is, because you're so afraid of performing or underperforming, how are you ever going to know? Trust I know. And God, that's like, that's the nightmare. That's the hell, right? Yeah. So look, we could keep talking and I we know. have, we have spent days together just talking, talking, talking in person, on the phone, online, all the things. So thank you so much for your brilliance, for your time. I want everyone to be able to get a chance to get to know you. Where is the best place? And we will have this, of course, in the show notes. So remember, you're listening to the audio. The the YouTube video is going to go up as well. Um, where can people find you? What's the yeah, easiest? So the, probably the easiest way is to go to my website, chrisprochaska.com. It's K-R-I-S-P-R-O-C-H-A-S-K-A.com. And I have a clarity visualization session and it also has a design roadmap. So you can get your chart. You can, I'll send you something that's uh, more attuned to your type and give you a little bit more information about your design. Um, I have a sacred warrior podcast for generators and manifesting generators. And those of you who are not listen in, cause I always add tips for the other types as well. And I've got Art of the Chart, Art of the Sacred Warrior, lots of different ways to learn about design and or to be a generator, a manifesting generator in business. So, yeah. So good. So I, I still have all these questions. We'll have to do this again, uh, you know, a part two, a part two, because in the next time I really want to have a conversation around one of your programs where you are pulling in and having people be expressive and creative. And I think that, you know, this is definitely a passion of yours also, and just a gift that you have. And I know that you've had so much success around people having moments of just breakthroughs, being able to express themselves in a way in which they didn't think right? So make sure everybody that you reach out to Chris so that she can, you know, she's got a couple programs. This is one I'm talking about specifically. And Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. It's super I fun. I love you. And I love you. Uh, can't too. wait to do part two. It'll be super part fun. two for sure. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye everyone. Hey, you've been listening to the lead a life on common podcast. I'm here helping you create a life to allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it. If you got some value out of this, I'm going to ask you pop over and give a five-star review, subscribe and share this with a girlfriend, you know, is ready to lead a life uncommon herself. And I want to give you a couple of things. Number one is pop over to marybicknell.com slash podcast. I have something called the guide to your hidden thoughts around money and success. You're going to uncover some good stuff there. It's a little workshop I'm giving to you. And another thing I want you to take advantage of is this exercise I did all around connecting with your evolved future self. You're going to love this exercise. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, when you're done, please, please, please go and tag me on Instagram or any of the socials and tell me what you thought. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say and I'll chat with you soon. Bye now.